Hey y'all, it's Kavori, but you can call me Kavo. Hey y'all, it's Jasmine. And welcome to Becoming She. Yes, a weekly podcast that sets the tone for women who are striving to be their most authentic selves by sharing the tools we use to navigate this journey called life. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. So, Jazz, how you doing? You know. I know I just saw you two days ago. I know. <laughs> I'm doing really good. I had a phenomenal day today. Um, mm-hmm. Had some meetings with some really prominent people in our community that went really well. Um, mm. Also, I have an event coming up, so I've been working on that and kind of getting the loose ends tied up. And yeah, I've been feeling really good about it. So I cannot complain. Today was a good day. I need to get back in the gym, though. You know, I saw your your post your Wellness Wednesday. Oh, and yeah. Wellness Wednesday. Yes. I'm telling you, wellness I've been Wednesdays missing the gym. I went, Beauty Bar. I went out of town last weekend and had a conference. So I have not been to the gym in like a week and a half. And it's 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 awful. You so I need to get back go into it. way regularly. Yes. Way I'm like a four times a week now kind of person. Four to five. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's okay, like zero it's in the past week and a half, which is crazy. Right. Because I used to not go to the gym like that at all. I didn't care. Really? Yeah, I mean, like, I, you know, I ran track, so it's like, I'm, I'm done working out now. Yeah. I paid my time. But now I need to get back into it. So, you've given me the motivation to uh, <laughs> get my ass back in gear. Ew. Thanks, okay, sis. girl. Yes. I'm excited. Yes. How are you doing, though? I am good. I'm really good, actually. Things are just, you know, falling into place. Good. You know, something that I have to keep reminding myself as life goes, mm-hmm. right? Actually, I will save that for our Motivation Monday. Yay. Because that's ask. a good Motivation Monday. Okay. But I am actually just really excited about where we're headed, mm-hmm. where everything's going. Obviously, the Becoming She podcast, the social media stuff, I'm really excited about that. I've talked about it all day. Yes. Our social media, you guys, you can thank Kavo for that because she is phenomenal at our social media. She is creative and all that stuff that she does is from scratch. Yeah. Oh, hello, iPad. Yes. Yes, Yes. I love it. I I applaud you. I swear to you. When you (laughs) you send me things and you're like, do you like this? I'm like, girl, yes. Put it on my story. You got my password. You know, I I give you all rights to everything because you're just good at it. So, hey, you got the right people in the seats. Thank you. And Jazz does our audio editing, by the way. If you guys didn't know, we delegate tasks here, you know. So I am, yeah, you know, which is key. We're both good at both, but I'm pretty quick with the social media. I think it's just I've been studying it for a little bit. I Mm -hmm. took some time. Oh, I mean, I don't really know if you guys didn't know. I didn't really know how to work social media. I honestly originally never made my social media pages at all. My friends made them for me so that I could be involved with whatever was going on. So um, it took some time for me to learn how to do this thing. And so I took some months and I was like researching blogs and looking at videos and all types of marketing stuff, social media things, just trying to really get a grasp of how this thing works you know mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's pretty cool i'm excited about it because i feel like the thing i had in my head is coming to fruition it definitely is it really is. it looks really great so i applaud you and then also guys shameless plug i'm starting a youtube channel actually uh it's been out for a couple weeks when we released this and you can follow me on my YouTube channel at call me kvo c-a-l-l-m-e-v-k-v-o 
Um, I'll say it again. C A L L M E K V O. Shameless plug. But um, shame in that. I know that. I'll I have a lot of different things coming, but right now I'm starting off with cooking videos. So that's that. So that's what I'm really excited about. That that's what's going on. I am too. Your lemon meringue. I'm not a big. I'm you know I don't eat pies. Mm -hmm. Not my thing. But. The picture of it made me want to taste it immediately. <laughs> I was like, oh, dang, what am I? I'm missing out on the good stuff, you know? <laughs> so uh, my kitchen is always available for you, just know. Girl, yes, we're going to have to <laughs> I got meat in the freezer right now. episode over here, okay? <laughs> we definitely You have can teach to me how to cook, y'all. I don't, I'm not a cooker. Um, I can bake some things like, you know, chicken and fish and things like that. Like, I can do the basic things. Mm -hmm. So I won't say that I'm not skilled. I'm just not, like, as skilled as, you know, a chef like you. Girl, I'm not chef no I'm really not a chef, guys. I just make Please. stuff at the house, and I experiment. And most of the time when I record it, it's like the first time I probably made it. But sometimes it turns out really good. Well, And then some of the stuff is like things that I make all the time. So I that's that. Okay. Now good. on to Motivation Monday. Yeah, let's give us some positive energy. What's the... What's the motivation for this week? Alrighty, the Motivation Monday mantra, because and this one is actually going to be a positive affirmation or a mantra that you can look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself. Love it. When you are walking in your purpose, things will fall into place effortlessly. Mm. That's it. Repeat that one time. When you are walking in your purpose, things will fall into place effortlessly. I love that. It's the truth. I mean, honestly, even with this podcast, mm -hmm. I mean, things that we've been doing lately have been, honestly, I, this is kind of weird, I don't know, to say, but things in my life that have fallen into place, most of the things in my life that I've wanted or that I've just kind of gone after, yeah, they fall into place and they fall into my hands. It's like, oh, here you go. And I'm like, wow. This is great. This falls right in line with what I've been working on this yes. whole time, right? So when you're ready and you're prepared for the moment that comes, because obviously there's preparation that happens before the big break. Nobody's an overnight sensation on anything. No. But you have, like, the pre-preparation with, like, just things. I mean, you might not be a business owner till you turn 25, right? But if your parents were entrepreneurs and you experienced them opening multiple businesses and you were answering phones and helping do taxes and all of those things, you had that preparation before you actually had a title for yes. it. So those are things that I'm just saying. But anyway, so back to the no, topic at hand. I love that because I think you're right. Like... Mm -hmm. when you are working, walking into your purpose, it should be effortless, right? Yeah, because it should be. Because you're on the path of what you want to do, and so that your energy, what the you're focus that you're doing, do. what you're called to do, right? You are putting everything into that, yeah. and I think that truly shows, like, the the grace that comes with that and what, you know, the passion mm -hmm. and the purpose that you're doing and the planning behind that, right? Right. So, I love right. that. Yeah, so, um, I, love I think it. that's big, because even... Um, with how things are going, they're, I don't want to say they've been effortless because we've put in the work. Oh, my gosh, yes. But we've been, you know, planning and planning and planning, and now it's execution time, and it's like, wow. Yeah. But oh effortless my goodness, doesn't mean crazy. seamless, you know? No. Effortless doesn't mean that you just have to, That's that it's just going to come true. very easy. That doesn't mean that you still have to put the work in 
and the effort will come with it. Yeah, you know? there's going like, to be multiple lumps and bumps. Oh my I mean, even with this podcast, before we there's got started, we had lo- and, lots of hiccups and lumps and bumps. Mm-hmm. and like We still got things to work out. <laughs> we still have things to work so, out, but we yeah. definitely will be like... But the energy is there. The energy is there. And mm-hmm. even not just with us, with our listeners, with the people that have subscribed to our Instagram, that are our friends and family who've just been like, oh, let me know when it comes out. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready to hear this thing. So, yeah, we're excited. I'm excited. But, yeah, so walking in your purpose, things just fall into place. They just kind of literally fall right in the line. And I don't think that's a time. I said this because a lot of times when people have things falling into place for them, right, Mm -hmm. they feel that it's too easy, so something must be wrong. Yes. But sometimes that's not what it is. Sometimes it's just you walking in the path. Exactly. Sometimes that's just how it's supposed meant to, be. to be. Yeah. Yeah. So and we need to that. accept that and celebrate that. Yeah. As women, as people Absolutely. in general, celebrate those things because the things that you have to work hard for the most are worth it. They are so worth They're it. They're worth celebrating. And give yourself a pat on the back. So right now, claps for you. There we go. Yes. <laughs> um, and this kind of leads us into our topic of the day, which is about our careers and just growth and development within that. I think we should start off by just kind of explaining what we both do and giving the audience just kind of an overview. So quickly, I'll say mine first. Um, I'm an event coordinator um, that encompasses a lot of different things, even though when people think of event coordinators, they think, oh, you're just planning an event and calling it a day. It's not like that. (laughs) Um, There's community involvement, engaging um, with partners and sponsors. There's also um, a level of internal departments that you have to work with. There's also... I get to touch our internship program, our volunteer program. Um, I get to kind of do a lot of different things in my role, and I'm super thankful and blessed for that because it's kind of developed the character that I have and, like, just the values of what I kind of want to instill in the interns that are coming on board and, the you know, the volunteers and things that I work with. Um, I also get to be out in the community and see what the community, you know, ask them what they kind of want learn about what they do and learn about their passions and their inspirations and their goals um, and correlate that into the events that we produce, you know? So it's really a, I get to touch a lot of different things and I love that about my career. Um, but there's also struggles that come with that, right? Because you deal with a lot of different people, which means a lot of different opinions. And so I've learned to work with that as um, time has, you know, grown. And I'm 27, so obviously I'm going to learn more as time goes on. But um where I'm at now, I'm very thankful because I know that it could be a lot worse. So, yeah. What about you? Okay, that was good. I feel like I should have went first because it's going to be hard to follow up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm in school. I'm working on my doctorate in chiropractic. I'll be done in December. So, a few short months, I will be Dr. Cavo, which yes. is awesome. So we're gonna have a party. Oh, it's about to be it's about so to be late. I'm excited. But um yeah, so I'm actually I have worked many jobs, many, many jobs. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of my friends joke about when they realize uh we might be talking about something. I'm like, Oh yeah, I used to work there. I used to do that. Yes. They're like, What? <laughs> I got a new phone yesterday and she's like, Oh, when I worked at Verizon, I'm like, girl, 
<laughs> yeah, I work many jobs. Women of women of many different hats, I guess. Well, that's um, a good thing. Yes, it's a good thing. I I don't like but not I don't like it. I don't mind it. That's mm-hmm. what I wanted to say. <laughs> I don't mind it. But mm-hmm. I'm getting my doctorate in chiropractic right now. So that is my main squeeze. And, of course, when I get done, my main squeeze will be uh, going into practice and figuring out this whole doctor thing. Mm-hmm. You know, actually being out in the pra- in the field, I want to associate under someone for a little bit just so I can get my feet wet. And then I'll come back home and open up my own thing. But Can't wait for that day. I know. I'm so excited for life in general. Mm-hmm. But, um... Right now, I'm in the process, actually, me and Jasmine were just talking about this, of essentially interviewing for a different, a lot of different positions with a lot of different doctors. I've been in contact with a lot of different doctors, and so summer is coming, and I'm just like, okay, this week I can be here, this week I can be there, this week I can be here, because none of the doctors that I am interviewing with are in the city of Atlanta right now, or even in the state of Georgia so I'll also possibly be moving soon. Not possibly, more than likely I'll be moving soon. So that's a thing. Shameless plug again. I also make organic vegan bath and body products. So that is um another business that I have. It's called Kavos Beauty Bar. And so I make all different types of products, bath bombs and body silk, which I is body butter. Um, lip butter, beard butter for guys. I mean Lots of stuff. It's really awesome. You know that chapstick that you gave me? I'm like in love with. <laughs> I use it every I'm single so morning, and it like stays it. in my. It has to stay in one particular place because if I lose it, I'm gonna be sad forever. Oh, even my though goodness. I know I could be like, hey, you could just be like, girl, bring I one over. Bring another one, but <laughs> that's not the point. The point is, I have it right now, and I want to keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, that's something that I'm also really passionate about. The best part about being an entrepreneur is watching people enjoy your product. I love that because as an entrepreneur, you're able to help people. And I think that's what makes you thrive the most because you can tell like when you talk about it, you super, you definitely light up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that about that. So how have you used your network to help you get to where you are right now? Okay, I would say that my network is, oh my God, why did I say this shit so hard? I'll show you how to network. Watch a Netflix and chill. Watch a net, net, network. Because I want you. And I need you. And I'm down for you. Mm. And I'm down for you. Uh, uh. And I'm down for you. Down down for you. Down down. Okay. Sorry. I got a new boy. And a new chick. Cheeky. Do you love me? Are you riding? So you never ever leave from beside, beside me, and, and I want you, and I need you, and, and I'm down, down for you always. Cat, cat. <laughs> okay, okay, we gotta okay. stop. <laughs> okay, sorry. I just wanted to get that one little thing. No, we just had to get it out. Okay, so <laughs> my network, I would say, is I wouldn't say the main reason that I am where I am today, but it it's very helpful. And a thing that someone told me. Um, early on in my educational career that stuck with me is it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. It's never what you know, it's always who you know because people will always go to the people that they know or that they're familiar with before they go to a total stranger. Okay. More than likely, right? Also, 
Who you know doesn't necessarily have to get you a job position. It can get you knowledge. It can introduce you to the next person. Mm-hmm. You know, you never really know what it could lead you to. So, um, when it came to getting my master's, while well, I was getting my master's, what got me into chiropractic, I got in a car accident and I had to go see a chiropractor. And I was having low back pain that was not going away. Mm-hmm. And it went away when he was treating me. And I was like, wow, okay, I've been in athletic training for this long. And I've been stretching and doing all these exercises and not fixing it. And this fixed it, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so then within that, me and him talking, having conversation, and him talking to me about the philosophy of chiropractic and all of these different things and learning more. Um, then we also talked about work-life balance because I got my master's because I was trying to decide if I wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that didn't sit well with me was orthopedic surgeons only see their patients up to nine days after surgery. And up to nine days after surgery in my head is not long enough because I'm an athletic trainer. So I've been there before, during, and after the yeah. injury. So nine days after an injury or after you like do major surgery on someone's knee or whatever is not enough time to see if that person is fully recovered. But it doesn't really matter because they have to move on to the next case. That was kind of unsettling to me. So that's why I was like, mm, I'm going to go get an extra degree. We'll figure it out. We'll see. So talking with him... Um, I learned that chiropractic can prevent a lot of these injuries that I was Mm -hmm. treating as an athletic trainer. And I was like, wow, okay. He went to the school that I go to now. He went to Life University. Oh, wow. So I was like, oh. And he was in Florida, so wasn't even in Georgia. He's like, oh, I went to Life. He's like, you should check it out. And it's near your school. I never even knew that school was over there. Never knew it existed. And so... He told me about it, and then I was talking to my mom, and I was like, yeah, you know, something. He said something about some life university. I never heard of it. And she was like, oh, the chiropractor that I go to went to life. Let me talk to him. Mm -hmm. So then she talked to him, and I spoke with him on the phone. He got me in touch with the minority recruiter, and I literally went and turned in my application. He was directly to the person who was going to approve it. Yeah. And after I turned it in, because he walked me to her desk, and he was like, okay, you're in. So when do you want to start? And I was like, but she hasn't even looked at my stuff yet. He's like, it's fine. Don't even worry about it. You're in. So I had to pay no application fee or anything. Oh, that's great. I actually have a couple of friends that actually, um, went to life. Yeah, mm-hmm. really? I've heard. Mm-hmm. We're going to call her um, my main squeeze. You know who that is. Yeah. My pancake. Get yeah. out. She went there for a bit. And, oh, yeah. Um, a few I other forgot friends, all about but I've it. always heard of good things about life, you know. I had um, never heard about it. I didn't even know campus. was there. No, I take that back. I actually went to their campus one day during Christmas because they have this, like, the lights. lights. The oh, lights. Oh, my God, life. it was so beautiful. Oh, people yeah. really like those It was things. really pretty, and I love lights. It's I love Christmas, to too, so it's like, like uh, yeah. Get the fuck off the campus. No. People I'm not scared you lights. hate people like me because I'm definitely going to park my shit at the campus and be like, look at the reindeer. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it. I love it all. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm getting further along in the program, I really hated networking. Let me tell you. Oh, my gosh. I hate a networking. Whole thing. That is a mood. That is a thing. That is a word. Yes. I hate networking. Hate mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Going I don't somewhere like and being it. like, hello, my name is Jasmine. It's like, okay. It's unsettling. It's, it's like, like, what else? It doesn't what do you feel want? organic. It doesn't feel natural. It doesn't natural. feel organic like or natural so at all. It's, yes. Yes. And I don't like it. Oh, my goodness. It's so bad. I just, I never have liked it. And as I've gotten along in the program, all my classmates are networking. They're talking to doctors mm-hmm. and stuff. And I was talking to some, um, but nothing was really clicking like I wanted it to. Okay. 
And um, then I talked with some of my friends. I networked with one doctor, which led me to the management group that I want to open my practice under, which is helpful because then that means that's the type of doctor that I would like to work for so I can learn the systems before I get into my own thing. So within that management group, I've been networking, sending emails out to other docs, talking to other docs, calling them hey, you know, I'm a student at life. Do you have time to talk? I'm interested in a position at such and such. And yeah. the crazy thing is they've just been so receptive and so nice. Because I think they know what it was like to yeah. be in your position, right? I yeah. Feel, I love when I meet, like, managers or directors mm-hmm. or anyone that's in my field, and I talk to them about my struggles that I'm going through now, and they're just open to listening, to giving me feedback, and to actually helping me out with what right. I have going on. That's very rare. It's some amazing. Some people don't want to help you at all. Yes, and that's what I was at experiencing all. like the it's, first couple of years in the program. Mm-hmm. I think it was a bad, it was a sour taste because yeah. I was trying to network even though it was uncomfortable for me and then I would meet someone and I'm like, oh, I like this person. Okay, we'll see how this goes. And then maybe you see them the next time and they like act like they've never seen you before. You don't get a response in emails or, or you set up a call and they don't call you or you don't. Or when you call them, they're busy and they're not really giving you or, the attention that you're seeking. You know, just... Sorry. I had another thing to say. Yeah. I don't mean to cut you off, but I want to say it before I forget. And this is definitely something we need to talk about. Or it's a male within your field and you're open to networking and you're coming to learn Mm -hmm. because that's what you're here to do is work. And they want to fuck you. Pretty much. They want to have sex with you. And when you decide that you don't want to have sex with them or not that you didn't decide when you let but let it be known when they come out, you're like, no, that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to learn or whatever the, the case may be. The entire vibe changes. The entire vibe changes. They don't talk the to me anymore. The work environment comes all salty they don't, or petty. It's like, yeah, it's very petty. It's, oh, well, you know, you can do this today. I don't really need you to be back there. And, you know, like little. It's like you're not learning as much as you used to. Mm-hmm. Or they're not putting you on the roles that you used to be a part of. You know, yeah. Small things like that. It's like the petty, small things where it's just, it's, oh, what's a good word for it? It's um, annoying. That's fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's annoying. It is. It's really annoying. I, I completely agree. It's with manipulative. That. Pretty much. It's manipulative because you're aiming to use your power, right? Mm-hmm. To. Not aiming. You're literally, you're using, literally your using your power. You're mm-hmm. using your power or your position as leverage over someone else's body career. like body. their career their body like it doesn't belong yeah. to you and, and it's, it's so disgusting. sad because there's people out there who truly think that in order to get ahead they have to do they have to go above and beyond i'm putting this in air quotes okay above mm-hmm. and beyond for their role and it's it's not that's you a, don't you because don't, the thing is and oh okay sorry to get off on another tangent guys cable's corner but gonna call her my city girl yeah because it's gonna be a city girl summer sis okay all the way city girl meg the stallion honey ari lennox sunday i said sunday summer all of that sunday monday tuesday wednesday it don't matter any day of the week anyway so she just got a new job shout out to you but anyway whoop whoop but um, we were having a conversation. We talk about career and stuff like that. And she was saying that there's no need to feel obligated 
to go above and extremely beyond your job description. This is what you pay me for. Mm. Now, we feel obligated to go above and beyond and do all these extra things because we're black. And we're obviously conditioned that we have to work twice as hard, three times as hard to be able to get the same recognition as our counterparts. And of course that's true. But if we keep making that our reality, then we'll never get outside of it. It'll always be reality. Mm-hmm. Because we'll always, it'll be the norm, and that's what they'll be used to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they'll be used to the black girl working 12 and 13 hour shifts to get the same pay as somebody else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, something that she was telling me is that, you know, white people, they go to work, their set schedule of hours, they do what they're supposed to do during their work hours, and then they go home. They don't worry about work when they get home. They don't worry about it after. They don't try to work extra hours or try to be talking to people. You know, trying to, like, yeah. butter people up so they can get... They go do their job and that's it. And not saying that you should just do the minimum, but you shouldn't feel obligated to. If you want to do more, then you can want to do more. Mm-hmm. But you shouldn't feel like, if I don't do this, then they're going to look at me that way. Yes. And the way that... You combat that is not by doing the excessive amount of work that they always expect you to do so they can be like, oh, you were a good nigger this week, thanks. You know how they do like, oh, you're one of the good ones. I've gotten oh that gosh. so many times from my um, from my from one of my doctors that I was working with in clinic. He, it was pretty much synonymous with being like, oh, you're one of the good niggers because you really work a lot. I always see you here. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that's... That's so rude and disrespectful. But at the same time, like, I like to work. So I -hmm. will voluntarily be here more than I'm meant to because I want to make sure I'm on top of things. Yeah. Other people may not, but that doesn't mean you should compare me to them. Yeah, because that's what happens. Right. But then at the same time. You're not a team player or um, you're not willing to go mm -hmm. above and beyond and go the extra mile to help out everyone. That kind. Or your personality doesn't fit with the... Mm -hmm. um, aesthetic or Mm -hmm. the atmosphere there or whatever those type of things and it's frustrating because you feel like you have to go above and beyond but anybody i'm sure that there are people that is that are going through this right now where they kind of feel i don't want to say isolate isolated in their Mm -hmm. workplace because they might be one of the only black people or one of the few and they're hearing things like this Mm -hmm. okay say that that job makes it difficult for you because you're black and maybe they fire you for some stupid reason and you know it's really because you're black right yeah okay it's not the end of the world and don't think it is yes you lost that job but you didn't like it anyway yeah you might have liked the money or you might have liked the position but there's a a thousand more positions in a thousand you know a thousand more positions that offer you the same atmosphere or a better atmosphere with the same amount of money or more you know the same job description or title or requirements you know so don't get so hung up on one company because the thing is like i think a lot of times we feel guilty about taking a personal day or a sick day or whatever but if you fall off and die tomorrow your chair will be filled Mm -hmm. literally the next day they maybe might wait two days and they're not going to tell the new girl that you died in a car accident on the way to work. You know what I'm saying? Will. <laughs> girl. The co-workers will. The girl, co-workers will. The 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 co-workers will.
<laughs> so I have the same sentiments in that regard because I definitely think that as black women, we have to work three times as hard because we already have two things against us. We're women mm-hmm. and we're black, right? Yep. And we're the minority regardless. It's the worst position um, to be in in America. Yeah, and so um, it's one of those things where we kind of feel like we have to overcompensate for a mm-hmm. lot of those things. And I don't think, like for me... I know I have to work twice as hard, but I'm also a hard worker regardless. I'm going to go out there and involve myself in everything that I possibly can. I'm going to volunteer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put hours in that I don't really have to do just because I want to excel in my career and I want to learn as much as I possibly can. But that's just me. That's not everyone. And I don't think that every... I don't think there's not hard workers in other races. Yeah, that's what I absolutely. Say. There is completely... Everyone is a hard... Everyone in their own regard has some kind of talent and there are heart workers out there across the board, right? Right. But I also think that you're right when you say we have to work twice as hard to get to where we want to go. There's an extra because pressure placed on minorities. You put a pressure on yourself. Whether yes. it be black people or any other race, whether it be Asians, because Asians are thought, oh, you're supposed to be smart. But what if you're not? And yeah. you have not saying that you're not. But what if you have to work harder? Or what if you're an Asian person with a learning disability? And then people are looking at you like you're supposed to be smart. And it's like, OK, but I have this I, I, and I have to work through it. Like I can't. Help I'm it. dyslexic. I can't help it. It doesn't have anything mm-hmm. to do with my race. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. I think minority populations in general, I think no matter no There's matter this what it is stigma on minorities that we're either lazy, we're not talented mm-hmm. or we don't have the drive and ambition. Yep. And it's not just minorities, it's millennials as well. Yeah. Because there's a stigma on millennials that we are not passionate enough or we think we're supposed, we're entitled. We're supposed to get everything handed to us. And that's not the case cuz I am personally a millennial. You are my millennial friend. Yes. And I have never once had a conversation with you where you were just like you need to put that on my lap because I am who I am. Like, no, ma'am. What? Like, never. What does what? that even mean? You know, like, I've never once heard any of my friends feel like, well, I deserve this because I'm black. <laughs> what does that mean? That's a joke. That's a joke. Like, are you putting in the work? Are you giving the full effort here? Right. Like, you, you, it's a give and take relationship with anything you do, right? Right. Um, but I think that, like, a lot of older generations pin us to make it seem like we're just not um, essentially worthy right of the roles and the things that we seek when in reality we're working our butts off because we're sitting here behind the threshold already i think it's a thing where um a lot of older generations right they feel obligated to be a certain thing or a certain type of person in the workplace Mm -hmm. and they realize that we're not putting up with it anymore yeah you know, and so I think that's another reason as to why they think, oh, they're working really hard. They're doing this or that. Granted, okay, I will say that if we look at our generation and our lifetime compared to previous yep. experiences, it may have been easier for us because of social media and because of the, I guess, the gap in time between official segregation and hidden segregation you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. people are essentially as time progresses more people are becoming more receptive to minorities being in the workplace which shouldn't be a thing but it is people are becoming more receptive also people are learning to cross network 
Yes. We network across now. A lot of times, if you think about back in the day, a lot of times people didn't want to say anything because they thought that it might get stolen or taken, Mm -hmm. you know, or no longer, you know, be theirs or whatever. Yeah. So it might essentially be easier for us, but it's because we're working differently. We're working smarter, not harder. We're still working hard, but we're just using our resources exactly and easy doesn't mean that it's easy i don't and i know that sounds stupid but like it's you like, just fell in your lap it didn't just fall in my lap yes had to be it's ready easy for me to go to you and be like here. hey kvo can you please do the social media because you're just better at it but it doesn't mean that i'm not able to do social media right right or that i'm not talented it's just you're good mm-hmm. at what you do you put the right people in the seats on the bus it's gonna drive right correct okay right. so I think that you're right. A lot of people kind of put the stigma on us to make it feel like we're not truly invested, mm-hmm. you know, because I will say we are quick to leave jobs. We're quick to move on. But, but I, I don't also, think that's a problem. I, I don't either, because I think that I respect people who know exactly what they want to do. And when they see something that's not for them, they remove themselves because you're you're opening that space up for someone who truly wants to be there. Number one. And number two, you're also opening the space in your life up for the opportunity that's meant for you. And exactly. it's aligned in your purpose. If you're not happy somewhere, what is the purpose of sitting there for 20 and 30 years? That's and being a thing. miserable. They'll be there for 20, 30 years and hate their job and it's like oh i'm just maybe i'll get 25 more cents next year like sis that's not even no a little bit get out of that and go and i think that's the stigma also with millennials or our generation because we don't stay at a job long no at all now that depends now some of these kids they'll be at a job six months trust and believe i've worked with them (laughs) right they are quick to be like oh i'm gonna go do this instead i quit in two weeks it's like okay well Right. Now, there are those people, but then there are people like us where maybe I might have been at a job for two years, Mm -hmm. but I got everything I felt like I can get at the job. Yep. I hit my peak well before I left. So, or not in a, like, disrespectful type of way, but I mastered my position, and when I was ready for more, they weren't ready to progress me. Or it just wasn't in alignment with where I was headed. Exactly. Now here we got to go find something else. And, and the, you shouldn't be looked down upon for that. Yes. A career, you're, you're, a, you're supposed to enhance your career the way that you yes. want to see your career go. So if you're, if I'm putting my career in your hands, I don't have any control. of. I'm not walking in the purpose that I'm supposed to walk in. Right. Because I'm letting you lead my pathway when that's not supposed to happen mm-hmm. right that's it really what i was trying to get at honestly just older generations they essentially kind of have this thought process that you're obligated to stay at a job stay mm-hmm. at a position for an extended period of time yeah no matter how it goes and um one of my other friends me and her were talking in um dc one day and Mm -hmm. she was just telling me that we should start looking at jobs and careers as a tool Mm -hmm. because if you don't want to not you know where you want to go you know the lifestyle that you want to live right so you reverse engineer that lifestyle you might not know exactly how you're going to get there but you know kind of where you're headed towards right Mm -hmm. you have a goal in mind so as you go along the journey, you kind of find out more and more of what, I don't want to say what you're made of, but where you're, you find out more specifically what where you're headed mm-hmm. because your things are falling into place, right? 
I think that we get into this this sense of okay, well, I just started, I can't leave, or yeah, well, I mean, I've only been here for a year, so if I leave, it's going to look bad on my resume, or you know, something of the sort. When in reality. There's a whole lot of ways you can spend things when you go if you leave your job within three to five years, right? Right. If you're at it some, if you're somewhere for a year and you decide to move somewhere, move and go somewhere else, it's a new opportunity for you. It right. may it may align more with what your passion is. Yeah. Because God will move you when He needs to move you. Mm. There is not Say a doubt again. in my mind. God will move you when He needs to move you, not on your time. It's not, not on your, your friend's time. It's all. literally not your decision whatsoever. And it's all about what he wants for you. All right? So I think that people get into this, like, feeling of despair when they want to leave a job, but they don't know the proper re- way to do that, right? Or mm-hmm. they don't know the proper resources to use. Or maybe they're not networking across. Maybe they're trying to network up and it's just not working out for them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it's just really important to understand that in your career, whatever it is that you want to do, a chiropractor, an event coordinator, um, a doctor, a lawyer, whatever it is that you want to do, whatever you're doing now, if it does not align with what you want to do, it is okay to pick up and leave, and say I'm out. Okay. It is okay to say, hey, I listen, I love this. It was a great opportunity mm-hmm. for me, but this is not what I want to do. And there's someone else that can fill this role and do a ten times better job than what I'm doing. It is okay to do that because mm-hmm. you are telling everyone around you, and you are following your dreams and what you want to do. And I applaud people for that. Yeah. I think it's powerful to say, you know what? I know I'm at a Fortune 500 company, but this is not what I want to do with my life. And you just leave. And you just leave. You don't have to leave in a bad way. You don't have to walk no. out flipping birds and saying, fuck you y'all. You can put your two, two you weeks Put in your two-week notice in. And you leave can train on a whoever note. they bring on. Yeah, because you never know what could happen. You might yes. need to go back to their job. And that's another thing. Sorry to cut you off, mm-hmm. but burning bridges. It is, do n- it is 2019. We are no longer burning bridges. Mm-mm. We are no longer walking out of our jobs, flipping off birds and saying, F y'all, I'm out. Like, you're gonna see them people again. You're gonna see them again. One day you will see them again. It is very important to not burn bridges because you know what? When you do see them again, you wanna go back to them and say, you know what, thank you for developing me, whatever the case may be. They could be messy. They can be one of those coworkers who likes to micromanage you. They're mm-hmm. not the boss, because we definitely all have those. Yes. Um, yes, Lord. And if that's the case, in fifteen years when you're actually in the role that you really you you dreamed of being in And you go back and you see them doing the same thing, maybe, or maybe they've developed too, but it's just not the way that they thought it would be. Mm -hmm. You know for a fact that when you You, moved, you you moved the the proper way. Yeah, exactly. Yes. This is a read. I'm loving it. (laughs) Yes. And so what I was going to say was actually a question, but I do have a response for it as well. Okay. But I wanted to see what you um, had to say first. Okay. So how do you know when it's time to move, when it's time to leave a job? I think it's time to leave a job when you're no longer being, I don't want to say no longer being developed, but when you're no longer feeling like you're being developed. Okay. Right? So um, the one thing I love about working in my, in my job, at my job, is that um, the moment I walk through the doors, 
development and growth were the topics of hand, right? Mm-hmm. Go to conferences, go meet these people. I'm going to bring you to this people. I hate networking. And now I feel like when I walk into a room and I have to network, I'm super confident about it because yeah. my boss truly puts me into the environment where it's like I can thrive in that role mm-hmm. and not feel insecure about what I'm saying or what I do or things of that nature. And I'm still working on cer- certain things like public speaking and things of that sort. I'm still working on those, but I have the avenue and the tools and the resources to develop those skill sets, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like when you go into a, when you're in a role, say that you've been there for a year, two years, three years, or whatever the case may be, if you feel like you're no longer being developed, it is time for you to move on because you're hindering your growth. Mm-hmm. And when you hinder your growth, you become salty, you become angry, and you become upset, which means that you're no longer giving 100% to your job mm-hmm. and to the role that you're put in, right? And so now you're going to burn bridges in some sense because your coworkers are going to look at you and your managers are going to look at you and think, well, he used to be this way and now he's not. Or mm-hmm. he used to be super positive and now he's super negative. And, you know, when we ask him to do something, he's never, he's not dependable and he's not yeah. adaptable and... You know, they're talking about you behind your back and kind of creating this narrative of who you are when in reality you're just in a in a in a rut because you're not being developed anymore. Mm-hmm. You're bored. And that's okay. We all get bored. So I think it's really important that when you feel that way, start asking questions. Start asking if you can be a part of, you know, youth programs. You know, maybe there's a young professionals cohort in your area or see if you can start going to conferences or, you know, and look that stuff up yourself. It's okay to say, hey, I see that there's this conference in Atlanta. I really want to go to it. Mm. It's $200. I found it in the budget. When you're proactive... People look at you and say, you know what? I found it in the budget. That's big. I, you can pay for me to do it. You can pay for I'm me to do I'm not paying for myself to go to this conference. No. That's a thing that um, my friend and I were talking about in D.C. Mm-hmm. She was saying, get these jobs and get these people to pay for your certifications, yep. for your conferences, yep. for your furthering your education. Get them to pay for get it. Get them to do that. They, they have it in they their budget. It. You don't. They have it. And even if you do, you shouldn't. Use somebody else's money to benefit. And here's the biggest thing, too. A lot of these companies have community or um, employee relationship kind of, you know, budgeteered things in their budget, right? Mm. So they have to have some kind of development program for their employees or some sort of community projects for their employees. Something of the sort. They can find it. If you don't even work with the budget, say you don't see the money at all, you don't know what's going in and out of their budget, it does not kill you to ask. Mm -hmm. Because all they can do is say, no, well, you didn't go to it last year, so it's not going to kill you to find the money somewhere in your budget, you know? But I guarantee you, I feel like people who are proactive um, in their careers, they, to me, it seems like they go further because they're willing to take the risk to ask the questions. And if they hear a no, that no doesn't mean no. I have a good friend who works with me. Um, I'm going to call her misintuitive, all right? Mm -hmm. Because a woman can just... She senses things. She knows things. She was developed at a very young age. Her dad was truly prominent and really, like, nurtured her and put her out there and things of that nature. But she told me the best thing ever, that whenever she hears a no, that doesn't mean no. It means not, not right yet. now. Not right now. Not right now. Exactly. And so what Somebody she told says, me that it changed my whole... Everything. I'm telling you. And so she says that when she hears those no's, what she says is, okay, you're not the person that can lead me to the answer. I'm talking so I'm to find the wrong person. That, mm-hmm. can put me, that can lead me to the yes, yes that I'm looking yes. for. And it's truly amazing. So if you hear a no in your career, they're not the ones that can lead you to the yes. Go find someone else that can. That but never stop asking mean, the question. And don't take things personally. No, at all. Not at all. Because the more no's you hear, just gets you prepared for the yes that's Exactly. To come. 
It just literally means, no, no, not yet. Not and yet. And don't think of that person saying no. Just think of... They don't have the answers to give to you, so you got to find someone Literally, you're talking you. to the wrong person. You're talking to the wrong person. And I mean, you can take that with dating. You can take that with life. I mean, when I talk to... It, like, if I'm talking Anything. to a guy, he starts acting up. Okay. Oh, okay. That's fine. You're not the right person. Exactly. Not right now. Not right now. So I'll go to the next one. Because <laughs> exactly. somebody out there... Is a yes. Has the answers for me. Exactly. And they have... They have the pathway that I need to get there, and they exactly. can help me along it. But I got to find that person. Mm-hmm. So think of it like that. Okay, well, that's fine. No, thanks. Nice to that. meet you, though. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And then you just move on to the next you person. You move on to the next, because someone's going to give you that yes you're looking for. And that comes with so many things. At the aquarium, uh, when I worked there, we used to have this thing where we celebrated the nose. Mm. Because you hear nose all the time every day. You sell, yeah. a, you sell a PWP, you know, a purchase with a purchase. And... Um, you say, do you want this picture frame along with your purchase? It's 10 extra dollars. And people are always like, no. Mm-hmm. I don't want to add $10 to my $50 bill. No, no, no. But then when you get the yes, it's like the no's made it so much more worth it because yeah. you heard so many no's throughout the day that that one yes just took all of that away. So celebrate the no's, guys. Always really ask dumb. questions. Okay. I do have another question. Okay. Because you made me think of something. <laughs> so how do you feel? Well, Okay. What do you call the person that is your superior at work? My manager. Okay. Because earlier I heard you say my boss. So there's two different, yes. And that's what was, okay. So I have a manager mm-hmm. and then I have a director who is over our entire department. So I call her my boss because she controls our entire department. What comes in and out of it. She has to have a touching hand in it, right? Mm-hmm. But then my manager is there to kind of supervise and make sure the tasks are being completed and things are on the same page and they're running with the schedule and things of that nature. That's a good question, though. I do say boss a lot. I think I say that like if I'm describing my main boss, I'm like my boss. And if I'm describing my manager, I'm like my manager. Okay. Gotta work on that. <laughs> okay. Because I make a point to, I don't. I get triggered when I hear a black person call someone their boss. Okay. And I think it's because of the way I'm raised. I was raised because mm-hmm. my dad does not like. My dad <laughs> is a very interesting character. Mm-hmm. But he, when I was younger, I don't even remember where it came from. Whenever I, I don't think I ever called someone a boss. My mm-hmm. boss. I don't remember where this came from, but I specifically remember him. Don't ever call someone your boss. They are your supervisor. Ooh, they okay. supervise you in your position. That is their job. They are not the boss of you. Mm, because a boss okay. is another way of saying master. Like, you're not my master. Like, yeah. You know? Okay. It just kind of essentially, in my head, brings it right back to slave times. Because a boss means they're over everything, right? Yeah. And not just over everything in the position. They just make decisions and da-da-da. Like, I don't know. if I think it's just because I was raised with two parents who are like serial entrepreneurs yeah they the first my parents i can name the the uh, the jobs that they worked for someone else on mm-hmm. my hand on yeah. one hand okay everything else that they've done they've worked just like how i've had a thousand positions my mm-hmm. parents have had a thousand different jobs and they literally just start business after business after business that's just what they do yeah um and they just keep them going for years. But I think that because I was raised by entrepreneurs, 
the thought of calling someone my boss makes me want to throw up. <laughs> it really makes me sick to my stomach. I don't okay. like it. And if I ever slip up and say it, I ca- I'm like, oh, I'm no. like, don't say that word. I catch myself. I'm like, oh no, uh uh-uh. uh. I correct myself. No, yeah. thank you, because I don't. No one's. That's the boss a good of me. outlook. That's a good. Yeah, that's a good outlook on that though, because I can see where the dynamics would shift with that one word, right? Mm-hmm. Because you even look at like pictures, right? And it's like leadership. When you go to leadership um, conferences, they show you like a boss and a leader. And a boss has this negative connotation where it's like he's telling you what to do and you have to do it. And if you don't Mm -hmm. do it, it's like, you know, death to be dishonor. So that is a very good point. I like that. Okay. So I got one more question. And I think we can wrap it up with this one. Okay. Um, But it may kind of lead it to other things, too. Do you feel that your name interferes with your validity to get certain positions? Okay. I personally don't feel that there's any position that was meant for me that I did not get. Mm-hmm. But I have applied to a lot of jobs. And I don't doubt that one of the reasons, one of the main reasons that I might not have gotten a position mm-hmm. was because they saw my first name. Mm. And a lot of times people don't know where to place me. They're not sure if I'm a guy or a girl or like what my nationality is before they meet me based off of my name. And then when they meet me, they're like, okay, I think she's black. I'm pretty sure she's black. Yeah. Right. And then I'm a great candidate. So it's like, oh, okay, cool. That was cool. But they always, I always get like, I thought you were going to be a guy or, oh, okay, oh, really? I thought you would be this. Uh-huh. Yeah, a okay. lot of the times. So um, I like that about my name. I appreciate that about my name, but my name is kind of ethnic. So, and it can be any type of ethnicity because it's so made up that it's ridiculous. But um, it's so it's ethnic, so people think that it's a different language or it means something. So I feel that... There are some positions that I might not have gotten because they were like, oh, no, mm-mm, we met our ethnic quota. <laughs> and then, like, you know, toss yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And your name is Jasmine, but... My name is Jasmine, and I think... See, I've met white girls named Jasmine, mm-hmm. met Asian girls named Jasmine. I mean, Jasmine's a very universal name. But where I kind of get the hic- not the hiccup, but the mix-up, I guess you can say, is on phone interviews. Because when people hear my voice, they automatically assume that I'm white. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, okay. And so when I go in, not that I've ever gotten looks like, oh, I didn't expect for you to, you know, be who you are or anything like that. But I'm sure it's been a thought because even my black friends are like, oh, girl, you sound like a little white girl. Mm-hmm. You know? And I mean, nowadays I kind of laugh it off. But when I was growing up, I mean, that sh- shit used to hurt. I used to be like, oh, well, I'm black and I love my skin and mm-hmm. this is who I am, you know? But you hear it so many times, you kind of just like, it just rolls <laughs> off your shoulders after a while. You're like, okay, whatever. Right. But I find myself like whenever I'm talking on the phone, if I put my, this is my normal voice, I'm just talking, <coughs> people still think, oh, this must be a white girl. Mm-hmm. Then I go to the interview and I'm blackity black, 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 black. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you're black. Yes. Melon and Poppin. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Okay. <laughs> that was good.
Okay, so this week's taste of the week is a restaurant that um, has really, really good breakfast. They really do, and they have multiple locations. They have multiple locations. The best one, we're going to give you the address to our favorite one. But they have multiple locations, so you can get a lot of good food from here. And they're really good for a little breakfast date or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So, um, it is called Thumbs Up Diner. Yes. And, um, how's it go? Oh, yeah. Okay, we're lame. Anyway, <laughs> so I would suggest you getting the cream cheese special. Mm. Right? That was... I got that the first time I went. So, it's three eggs scrambled with cream cheese and some fresh herbs. Okay. And they serve it on top of a bagel. And I actually asked them to add um, smoked salmon to it. I bet that was good. Oh, it was so delicious. It was mm. so okay. good. So, that's what I would suggest. And... um that's it. The address, Jazz? Yeah, What's up? so um, the one that's our favorite is in East Point. Their address is 1617, that's 1617, White Way, Atlanta, Georgia, 30344. Yeah. Very good breakfast. Um, the wait may be a little long because it is a diner. Depending on which they day you go, They only accept yeah. cash. So oh, make sure yeah. that you bring cash prior, but there's ATMs in there if you didn't bring cash, so it's not going to kill you. Um, but the diner's really cute. It's a great little spot, like Corey said, for um, a cute little breakfast date or anything like that. So check out Thumbs Up Diner. Perfect. Yes. y'all so before we leave we want to leave you with this word of advice utilize your network and know your net worth yeah don't be afraid to put yourself out there ask for everything that you want even if you feel like you don't deserve it because somebody else feels like you do exactly so Ask for it. Don't be afraid and be bold in your decisions. If you want that raise, ask for it and give them reasons as to why you deserve the raise. Mm -hmm. If you want to go to that conference and you don't want to pay for it, check the budget and say you found it in the budget. Or even just ask and see if they'll pay for it anyway without you even having to do all of that. Exactly. Come prepared. Come prepared. Be good. Come prepared. You'll always be good. And don't be afraid of change, guys. The only thing constant in life is change. That's my favorite thing that my parents might have told me. The only thing you can count on in life is change. And you're going to have to get used to it. Mm-hmm. You got to learn to ride the wave. But thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Send us emails at becomingshelive at gmail.com. And follow us on our journey at on Instagram at becomingshe underscore becoming is b-e-c-o-m-i-n-g s-h-e and becoming she live l-i-v-e at gmail.com hopefully that was clear enough for everyone right i'm like oh my the way my brain works is a little different guys sorry but we'll also put it in the description below (laughs) yes it will be in the description below right so have a wonderful week go forth and prosper Mm -hmm. and remember use that net worth bit okay (laughs) Ain't nothing wrong with asking for what you deserve. Asking you shall receive. Have a good one. We love y'all. Bye. See you next week.